Hey, what's going on, all you listeners out there in listener land? It is Dapper Dividends number 69. I am Russ. What's going on? Just got home from work a little bit ago. It has been muy loco this this week in my work life. And what can I say? I am not some professional. I am me. This is what I do. I work with my hands. I work with tools and equipment. I work outside. And here goes the throat just as we get started. It never fails. I work with my hands. I work outside. But one thing I love is that I drive around a lot. I get to see different people, different buildings, different things almost every day. Yeah, we go to some of the same places. But overall, I may be in the near the Wisconsin border on Monday. And on Tuesday, I could be all the way down in Southern Indiana in the, uh, in that region, a big gap anywhere in between. There's quite a bit of area that I travel here in the tri-state area of, uh, of, uh, Chicagoland. And I really do like it. Yes. Sometimes it, it is crappy work, but I do it with a smile. As I say, I embrace the suck. That's what sets me apart is that all you have to do is just to be a little bit better than average and you will stand out and stand out I do, but it's been intentional, but it hasn't been intentional. As I said, that's been my work ethic from the get-go since I was working at White Castle and Big Mary was watching me wash those pots and pans as a rail thin, while well, I'm still rail thin, but a super rail thin 15-year-old kid scrubbing those pots and pans. I said, I'm getting paid to do this. I'm going to make these things look as clean as they possibly can. And that work ethic has stuck with me all the way up until today. And it's why I get asked to work a lot because you know what hard work gets you? Hard work gets you more work. People love hard workers. And there's something to be said by that, that hard work isn't commensurate with how much money you get. Because if that was the case, there are some people that are doing roofing in Georgia in July that work way harder than I do and they probably don't get paid as nearly as much as I do. And that's just something to think about and keep in mind. That's what I'm trying to teach my kids. Uh, it's not the physicality of the work, but it is the the demand for your work, the demand for your services. You are only one of you, and you are no different. You cannot outscape, outscape, escape. <laughs> and outscape. Let's just make up words. You cannot escape the laws of supply and demand for your labor because you are in demand. And the less that your skills are in demand, the less money that you're going to get. That is just a hold card. card. Wow. That is just a cold, hard fact. What did I say? Hold card. That's beautiful. That just goes to show you that your brain. So here's the situ. Here's the sitch, everybody. I worked a full day yesterday and then I worked all the way up until I I got home about midnight, got into bed about 20 after 12 in the morning and I had a job scheduled for 6 a.m. that I had to get up. It wasn't starting then. I had to get up at 6, leave at 6.30, which I did. So I got less than six hours of sleep last night and then I worked from, I left the house around 6.30 and I got home about five o'clock today. So almost 12 hours I was gone. And that's just my life. That's the way it goes. This is me. 
this is who I am. This is what I do. And a lot of it is I wasn't <clears throat> intentional about my, about what I was doing. And this is one thing I want to share on, on my YouTube channel and on the podcast here is that I am a normal, hardworking, middle-class suburban, I guess, suburban. Now I didn't grow up suburban. I grew up in the very close area of Chicago in Berwyn, Illinois. Go and Google that, B-E-R-W-Y-N, Illinois. You'll see where I grew up. I work hard and I didn't have a plan for the longest time. I really thought I was more in tune to investing and finance because every once in a while I would check the statement from my IRA through work. And that was it. I didn't have any separate trading account. All I had was the money that was taken out pre-taxed. I don't even think I changed it. I think I was doing five or six percent of my pre-tax income for probably nine or 10 years. I didn't even change it. Didn't change it. Didn't look at the mutual funds it was going into. I just picked a few that I did a little bit of research on and man, that was it. It's better than nothing. Obviously, it's not like I wasted all that money, but I was not intentional and I was not purposeful. I was not laser focused like I have been these last few years. And like they say, the best time to start doing something was yesterday. The second best time to start doing something is today, right now, right here. And that's what I am doing. And that's what I'm talking about is we're going to get to it in a, in a minute. So that is what I've been doing. It's just been work, work, work. This is our busy season. And it's busy because in the wintertime, the, the overhead doors for warehouses are up and down and up and down and trucks are backing in. It's dark. It's icy out. A lot of lots of things go go on and play into that recipe and into that formula of why we are so busy in the winter time. And that's uh, that's what I do. So don't feel bad for me. I'm I'm sharing what I know, but I have been around for 42 years. I have seen a thing or two, and I have learned a thing or two, and I keep learning because that's what I love about life is that every day I make sure I learn something new. And actually, how you're probably consuming this show is through uh, podcast form, obviously, podcast. Once I found podcasts, that opened up a whole new world for me. Because before that, I, I would leave the door open to my work truck and play music whenever I could. And that was it. And I would listen to talk radio. Really didn't help move the needle. Needle. It didn't do anything for my life. I wish somebody would have taught me. My grandparents said, told me, save 10% of my income, but they never told me how. They never told me the difference between saving and investing. And I don't know why. I don't know if they thought of that. My grandfather had some stocks he would buy, AT&T and Disney and Walmart, some of the big blue chip names. But he never really talked to me about it, and I never really thought to ask him about it, and I don't know why. And I wish he could see me now. He died um, in 2005, and it's, um, you know, that's that's that. That's what it is. But I'm good now. We're going. We're going together. I'm sharing my journey, what's going on here. And with that, I want to say one more thing about my journey on YouTube. I started it today. I'm going to upload it as soon as I'm done with this podcast, and then we're going to decorate the tree. I go, boy. I go, go, go. I got so many things going on. I can't even get to them all. And I'm doing 
one video on YouTube starting today for the next 365 days. Now they will be quick. I don't if you haven't seen, go to Dapper Dividends. I've been doing a few lunchbox stocks because I've been so busy. And on the weekends is when I do my main video, which I'm trying to condense a little shorter and get that going a little bit quicker. So I've been doing these on my lunch break. I'll throw the camera up. I throw it up. No, I'm not eating my camera. I'll put it. I will gently place it on the rear view mirror and I will record for four or five minutes, a thought, anything I have to say. But I thought I have so much knowledge that I want to share, things I've come across, things I had put in my book. So for the next 365 days, I'm going to be doing a one to two or three minute video on my lunch break or or on the weekends at any point. And then I'll just go and just on my phone, nothing fancy on my phone. Sorry, I ate (laughs) I'm going to do it on my phone and I'm going to upload it to YouTube real quick, real easy. And it's going to be one thought, something for you to think about every single day for the next 365 days. Check that out. That should be fun. I don't know what to expect on it. It's a little crazy, but hey, you know what? I want to create something of content that is going to be up and out there in the world waiting to be consumed on YouTube for the next however long YouTube plans on being around or plans on leaving that up. All right, now let's get into it. I have three uh, cannabis plays uh, for the reversing market. Now this, I actually wanted to talk about, try and get through it quick. I came out, cross it on Market Beat. It is by Thomas Hughes, and he talks about the cannabis market reversing. He begins the article talking about something I had invested in way back when, which is the ticker symbol MJ, the Alternative Harvest ETF. It's up more than 50% from its lows, and it's beginning to look like a major reversal uh, in the cannabis market. And that is across the whole cannabis market because I hold, uh, what do I hold? Aurora Cannabis still. That was not so good. I bought 100 shares when it was at nine, almost $10. So I spent about a thousand bucks on it and it dropped all the way down. I'm still down about 80, 90%, something like that. But the MJ is an ETF. It is the alternative harvest ETF. Something you should look into, ticker symbol MJ. I do know they did pay a dividend at one time. Actually, let's, let's click. You can do this with me live. Let's see if they still pay a dividend. It looks like I thought they had cut it. Yeah, they did cut it, but in quarter one, it's been a real choppy dividend. They'll pay and then they won't pay and then they'll pay. It was 10 cents before. So what happens with ETFs a lot of times is that they don't <clears throat> they don't have um, they receive dividends from the companies in the ETF and then they give you a distribution. That's why they don't call it a dividend. And if companies suspend it or reduce it, then that's going to change the dividend that they pay out. They have no responsibility for that. They're just going to pay you what they get. They're going to skim a little bit off the top. So the biggest and the baddest, he writes, is Canopy Growth Corporation, ticker symbol CGC. They're the largest cannabis producer. They are also the largest holding in the MJ, the Alternative Harvest ETF we just talked about. So you can get a lot of exposure the same anyway. And 
that is one of them. Uh, Canopy's two of Canopy's most recent moves where they partnered with Martha Stewart of all people, and they purchased Sweetwater Brewing Company. Uh, he says the deal with Martha Stewart expands the company's reach into the U.S. with branded CBD products, and the Sweetwater deal further expands the company's reach into the U.S. and its capacity to produce infused beverages. Uh, get a little bit more talk about uh, CGC and uh, look up CGC. I meant to say if you would, uh, if you haven't yet. Next up, he's got Cresco Labs, and this is for your U.S. exposure. CGC is Canadian, and this is a pink sheet, the OTC markets, ticker symbol CRLBF, and they are based right here in Sweet Home, Chicago. They're a multi-state operator. They have production and processing and dispensaries in eight states, uh, including California. So over the past two quarters, they have not only improved their operations, but they have expanded their footprint and turned a profit. That's right. <laughs> Cannabis makes money, he says. That made me laugh if you didn't know. Uh here we go. I'll read you their CEO. He says, Cresco Labs under the third quarter firing on all cylinders, achieving record levels of revenue, profitability, and cash flow. If you want, give them a look. Check into ticker symbol, ticker symbol, ticker symbol. Let's slow it down. C-R-L-B-F. <clears throat> yeah, buddy. And last but not least is one that I have been seeing a bunch of chatter about on Twitter is ticker symbol IIPR. That is the Innovative Industrial Properties. They do pay a dividend. They are a REIT. They are one that I was looking into. <clears throat> Damn, this throat. And I'm going to be waiting for them to come down. I would like to get into them and hold them in the in my uh, self-directed IRA. Now, I may just go ahead and buy a share and wait for them to come down and add more, but uh, they... They make their money from rent, and it says they pay nearly none of the costs of maintenance, licensing, licensing, or improvements. Great, cool thing. If you want, they do pay a dividend. Look into ticker symbol IIPR. They are a REIT. Remember that the REIT dividends are non-qualified dividends, so you will pay your ordinary income tax rate on those, and they are yielding about a 3% dividend. Their price is currently around oof around 160. Now let me let's click on it and see what $152.91 is innovative industrial properties. They do pay $1.17 a quarter and they have a little bit of a choppy dividend but it has been growing. This is one that looks good to me but I don't know. I I, I think I might wait for two come back down just a little bit. So there you go. You got three cannabis plays and the bonus of the MJ ETF for y'all. Y'all, 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 y'all. I don't remember what song that is. Oh, Red Alert. It's a catastrophe. My wife loves that song. I think that might be my song of the show. Red Alert. She's going to like that. I don't remember who sings it, so I'm going to have to look that up. But... Check this out. What has been going on in my taxable account? I had a lot of moves. This is really super interesting what I have done. Basement Jacks, that's who did it. It just popped in my head, and I want to play it for you so bad. The Basement Jacks, 
I'm stalling here. Stalling. Let me type it in. Basement jacks. Going to be red alert. Did I remember? Oh, where's your head at? They did. Yeah, there it is. Basement jacks red alert. Come on now. Oh, I could play her other favorite song is, uh, I don't know if I should do that. Yeah, I'll do that one. Uh, I'm not going to give it away yet. You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to sit there and wait until I'm done talking about my taxable account and my self-directed IRA. This is what I did. First, we'll get to the dividends. I received 50 cents from Wells Fargo, ticker symbol WFC, and $3.10 from Invesco, ticker symbol IVZ. Three bucks and 60 cents USD, not bad. And I did have a sell. Tuesday morning, I sold Albemarle, ticker symbol ALB. I only had 10 shares, and those were averaged at $64.79. Now, I sold off eight of the 10, so I sold 80% at $137.44. I was up 112%. And looking at the chart, looking at the yield, how much I'm up, it just made sense for me to sell those, take my $726.50 of profit on those eight shares. Now the other two are free with the, they're free shares. Those two shares that I kept because I, I like Albemarle and I, I liked being invested in them, but I am investing for dividend growth. I could use that money elsewhere. I'll keep the couple shares. I don't know if I'll ever add again unless it comes down to the 70s or 60s again, maybe 70s, 80s where I bought. And I wish I would have added more, obviously. So I sold eight of my 10 shares of Albemarle. Now they do pay a small yield. That's always been one of my sticking points with Albemarle is they pay a really small yield. I like the space. I like that they're an industrial company. I like that they are the one of the biggest producers miners of lithium, which is why their shares have gone up so fast, so quick. They are riding the EV bubble. They're riding those tailwinds of the EV space. And I think it's a bubble. You heard me say bubble. I think it is a bubble. It's it's crazy to think that Tesla, yes, they're great, but they're not going to be everywhere. It's going to be a long time before oil gets knocked out. Oil is still in so many things. Yes, a large part of their revenue is from gasoline and from fuel, but they are just in plastics, asphalt. They are in trucking. They're in air, the airline industry, jet fuel. Every, there are so many products and things in our life that oil touches. It's For oil to go away, it's gonna. I, I probably won't see it in my lifetime. It's going to have a part here. <clears throat> they'll augment. They'll figure it out. That's what companies do. That's what's, that is what is so fun about watching every day and, and learning is that companies have to innovate or they will die. If they're not innovating and moving forward, they're standing still. And if you're standing still, you're dying. Look at companies like McDonald's. McDonald's is constantly innovating. What I love about McDonald's is that they're always finding a way. I joked around on Twitter and said, I can't wait till... McDonald's figures out a way to download and digitally print food. You know that might come someday. <clears throat> that would be awesome if we could digitally print food like we do 3D printing of plastics. There you go, plastics, oil. 
Ticker symbol XOM and CVX, two of my favorites. Yeah, someday, who knows? You may uh, I hook, you hook something up to your computer, download the McDonald's app, pay them, and then they download the food right to your house. We don't know what the future will be, but probably before that will be the drone delivery. Either way, they're innovating. They're always innovating, and that's what entrepreneurs do. That's what businesses do. When the ch- times change, they change with it because they don't want to die. They want that money as much as we do. And Alba Marley, I think, is a part of the future. I think they have a bright future, but my future is investing for income, and they only had a 1.12% yield, which was small. Now, my yield on cost, which was my yield starts at $74 or $64.79. My yield on cost was 2.38%, which is still pretty low. That's that's not great for a company that's not as Starbucks I'll make an exception for. Their PE, I thought it was high at 38.5, but when I looked at their 5-year average, their 5-year average it's only 36.92. So their profit to earning ratio was just slightly overvalued uh, if you look at share prices that way. Now, when I sold those shares that paid a dollar, one dollar and fifty-four cents annually, I lost twelve dollars and thirty-two cents of dividend income annually. Now, I did receive one thousand ninety-nine dollars and fifty-two cents from the sale of that. As I said, I did gain seven hundred twenty-six dollars and fifty cents, which was nice. And I went shopping, and boy, did I shop this week! So I broke it down into what I bought, and with the proceeds from the sale of Alba Marley from those eight shares. Keep in mind, I lost $12.32. This is what I bought. I bought five shares of AT&T at $28.80. That is a 7.04% starting yield. Now, keep, just to make it easy, and I was busy today, I didn't figure out my yield on cost. I just went with the, the current yield on cost. The prices are really close, so it's it's ballpark it's going to be really close. So AT&T is still over 7% starting yield. They pay $2.08 a year. That gave me $10.40 of dividend income annually. I bought two shares of Altria, ticker symbol MO, with a gigantic 8.32% starting yield. I bought those at $39.95, which is funny because I have 100 shares of Altria at $49.95. I bought those almost two years ago, maybe two years ago. Yeah, it's great that I've been getting the dividends all along, but boy, am I down big on those. But it's okay. I'm getting over 300 bucks, $344 a year, man. I cannot beat that, which is what they pay per share per year, $3.44. Those two shares gave me $6.88 of annual added income. And then I moved out of industrials and I got one more industrial, one of my favorites, 3M. It's been a while since I bought them. So hello, old friend. Nice to see you again and add to you. One share at $171.99. They pay $5.88 per year per share for a starting yield of 3.41%. Sorry, all y'all with this you know, it's crazy. I should look into that. Why I start talking and we go through these issues here. I got issues. I got issues. Did I tell you that I bought two shares of Exxon Mobil? I did not. I bought two shares of Exxon Mobil at $40 and 38 cents. 
paying $3.48 a year for that beautiful, another massive, massive high yielding 8.35%. You got to love that. That is one of the riskier ones, but I'm going with them. Oil's on the rebound. Oil stocks were up about 3% this year, looking at Exxon and Chevron. $40.38 I bought Exxon at for a gives me $3.48 per year. No, I'm sorry. That's yeah, that's per per share per year. $6.96 total. And then I went to the utilities. I bought one share of Duke, tick symbol D U K, $92.65. They pay $3.86 a year, which that gave me the equivalent, the commensurate per um per year 4.23% starting yield for duke all of these look how that blows that away my remember my yield on cost for albemarle was 2.38% all of these have been nutty 7 8 3.4 4.2 uh and then i did buy another share of altria at it's the, this was during the week so this started on tuesday and it wrapped up on friday spending the money so that's why i have multiple um, different days I bought at different prices. I bought another share of Ultra at $40.24. That gave me $3.44 per year. And then Friday, my share of Pep, 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 Pepsi. They call me Pep, Pep. When I was younger, I wanted my kids to call me Pep, Pep. That never happened. And I think it sounds pretty dumb right now. 2.80%. That's my lowest yielder of the new ones, but still beats my starting yield on, or my yield on cost for Albemarle, which was 2.38%. Bought that Pepsi share at one forty four seventy five, pays four dollars and nine cents a year. Still going, we're still going, baby. Look at all of this off of those shares of those eight shares of Albemarle. I bought two shares of Altria again at forty dollars and seventy nine cents. I'm smoking. I'm hooked. I'm back with tobacco. Three dollars that gave me six dollars and eighty eight cents per year. Remember, eight point thirty two percent starting yield currently. And I wrapped it all up with two shares of Kimberly Clark at $136.50. Pays me $4.28 per share. That gives me an extra $8.56 per year. So out of all of those shares, which was a bunch, I need a sip of water. Just a minute. Apologies, apologies. 18 shares. I sold eight and I bought 18 shares. Now that is not impressive just at a, a number itself. You could buy, I could have bought penny stocks. But what is impressive is my dividend income. Here's the numbers. Oh, by the way, all that cost me if you were adding up in your head, if you're uh, some genius, $1,108.87 is what that cost me. I did receive $1,099.52. So I was short $9.35. But if I apply the dividend income, if you remember the $3.60 I received from Wells Fargo and Invesco, of which I have sold Invesco, if you didn't catch that, that cost me $5.75. That was the difference. That's what I was short between all that I bought. And what I did get was, remember that I lost $12.32 when I subtract it 
from the $56.95 of all those 18 shares I bought gives me an increase of $44.63 per year. How amazing is that? I sold eight shares of Albemarle and I turned that into a gain of $44.63 of dividend income per year. That's why I had to do it. That wraps it all up with a nice, neat little bow on top. You see why I do that. And then I did have a few bucks left over in the account, and I bought two shares of MetLife at different tranches. I bought one share at $46.50, and then I bought another at $46.95, and each of those pays $1.84 per year. So all in all, add that to the total and I get $48.31 of dividend income in my taxable account just this week. How cool is that, that I sold Albemarle and I almost increased my dividend income by $50 a year. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's a bill. That's uh, that's that's gas money, food money, whatever you want to call it. So that, <clears throat> that wraps up the taxable account. I'm going to take a quick break, tell you one thing that has been going on with my self-directed IRA that I did, uh, that I'm a move I've made or was made and the song of the show. So I will be right back. Hola, hola, senors and senoritas. Did you miss me? We'll get through this quick because I got stuff to do, man. I can't sit here and talk about dividends all night. What do you think I am? Some kind of dapper dividend podcast host? I received in my self-directed IRA, my my non-taxable account, $8.37 from Honeywell. I love Honeywell, ticker symbol H-O-N. Still got problems going on here. Oh, my God. Uh, This is what happened. I had my cash-secured... Uh, no, my covered call. I'm sorry. I had my covered call of AT&T. It was assigned on Friday. So what that means is that I sold a call, a $29 call back on November 13th for $0.38 cents a share or $38 is what I got paid. <clears throat> that bumped that up to $29.38. Now, because AT&T closed above in the 250 range, I don't even know what they closed at. Let me check it out. Let me open up my uh, stock tracker app here. $29.54 is what AT&T closed at. <clears throat> so the person that bought that contract made a few bucks, not much. I got $2,900 for that. For The call was uh, my ceiling is capped at $29, which is what I sold it. That's what your risk you take with selling covered calls is it's a it's a game. The time runs out. There's time decay. There's a bunch of factors that go into it called the Greeks. You can Google the Greeks and covered calls if you don't know. And <clears throat> I received 38 cents per share or $38 because it's in lots of 100 shares. 100 shares is what an option is for it's to control. And the guy called it away. He wanted to he wanted the shares. So I got my $2,900 plus the $38. I made $38 and I still have my shares. And if you remember, which you probably don't, back on no, uh, September 10th, I sold an AT&T cash secured put. Now that is the opposite of a call. That is a good, 
thing to use if you want to get into a position and you want to buy 100 shares of a stock you want to own. The way that that went, I believe it was around 29-ish, right about $30 a share. And I said, I would like to buy 100 shares of AT&T at $28. Now, if it closed on what I sold it for was on October 16th. So I'm telling the person that has the 100 shares that sold it to me or engaged in the agreement, if AT&T is above $28, then you keep the shares. It's offering them downside protection. And if it's underneath, then I will buy them. So they're limited. Their loss is down to 28. And the reason that somebody would want to do that is because if if I own 100 shares of AT&T, somebody's offering me protection and that's what I'm paying for them. Now, if AT&T went to some crazy thing happened and on October 14th, the day before or two days before, if AT&T's share price went to $5 a share and I had sold that agreement that Cash Secured put at 28, well, I still have to pay him $2,800 while AT&T, the 100 shares in reality on the market is only worth $500. So you see he would make out money. Now, I received $57 for that. And that, uh, you know, people do that. Institutions do that. Lots of people do that. I made $57 there. Now, it was a sign because AT&T was in the low 27s, high 26s, I think. So their shares were worth less, and I paid them $2,800 a share. And it's kind of cool. So when AT&T was at $30, I was basically saying I'm comfortable owning AT&T at $28 a share. And I would like to make a contract with you that'll last three weeks or however long you pick. And if it drops below that price, then I will take those shares off your hand. And that's the the downside. The bad part is that I can't go back. So if AT&T went to $10 a share, I still have to pay him $28 a share because that's the contract. So a bit of a gamble. You only use cash secured puts with companies that you want to own, or at least I do. And that's what I did. So basically on those two contracts, I had made $95 totaled $38, $57. That's $95 I made in just about two months with AT&T. So now I have uh, $2,900 in my account. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm probably going to buy or sell a cash-secured put for $28. And I, I don't know what that's going for yet. I'll let you know about it. And I'm probably going to do that Monday, Monday or Tuesday because that's the whole thing. That's the way we go. And then if it drops to the 27s again, well, then I'm going to have to buy those shares. And then I'll sell a call. And we'll go the other way. I'll sell a call for probably 29 or 30 bucks. And that's the bad part in the other way. Now, when I sell a call, if the shares go to $50 a share and I sold the call for $30 a share, well, the person that bought my contract, well, he gets to buy my 100 shares of AT&T at $30 a share when on the market it's worth $50 a share. So those are just some really 
really quick examples of of calls and options and stumbling through it, trying to do the best I can without charts and graphs and just explaining it. And if you've never dealt with options, then you're going to be a little bit confused. Uh, Muy confundo, but it's okay. Go to YouTube, beautiful YouTube. And well, after you look at Dapper Dividends on YouTube, you can check out, just type in covered calls uh, or cash secured put explanation. And there will be all kinds of happy, smiling people with charts and graphs and bells and whistles to show you what's going on with all that. And we're going to go right into the song of the show, which is going to be one of my wife's favorite songs. She always has to play it when we are at dance clubs. It is called Groove is in the Heart by D-Light. It's just a fun funk song. I said funk, funk song. Very, very danceable, cool. We met dancing. She will always play it every time we go somewhere. It's very, very happy song. It reminds me of being younger. It came out in the in the early '90s. I remember playing Sega Genesis and having B96 here in Chicago on and hearing stuff like that. So yes, I did. I know I'm a punk guy now, but I like. I told you, you you know by now. I like all the kinds of. If my if I hear it, my brain likes it. Then I listen to it, no questions asked. And if you don't like that, fuck you. <laughs> so that's how I, that's how I roll, baby. And I like D Light Groove is in the heart, and it's a fun, fun song. I hope you check it out, and I hope you check me out on Twitter at RustyRam78. Definitely go to YouTube, check out the what I got going on. I got all kinds of stuff going on there. Just put in Dapper Dividends on YouTube. You will find me and my channel and subscribe, please. I'm on my march to a thousand subscribers. I got 721 last I looked. It's getting there. We're going to do this video a day for the next 365 days. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be kooky. I'm going to see if I can do it. And we're going to get in a groove, baby. We're getting that groove in the heart. Get the videos up. And I will talk to all you beautiful, happy, smiling people. Remember, hey, somebody cut me off today and I wanted to get mad. And I said, you know what? That guy's wife is probably leaving him. He is having a bad day. He just found out that his, I don't know what, pick any kind of scenario that would make somebody drive erratically and and aggressive and give them the benefit of the doubt. You never know what battles somebody is fighting. And I think society would be a little bit of a better place. The world would be a little bit of a better place. I love you guys. Take care. Have a good rest of your weekend. And I will talk to you on Tuesday, God willing. (laughs) 